Hey, hey, Colin here. We just launched our Patreon, so if you want to support the show, head over to patreon.com slash Colin Stucker. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash C-O-L-I-N-S-T-U-C-K-E-R-T. We will have exclusive updates coming. It will also give us more opportunities to invest more in the show and release more shows. Some other bonuses with the different tiers. Check it out over at patreon.com. And thank you for your support. Another way that you can support the show is you can head over to Wild Foods and use code AMPODCAST12 for 12% off your entire order of real food, superfood, supplements, and ingredients. These are products that I've been using myself in my daily life for years. I recommend checking out our fish oil and our collagen. And also make sure you check out the Cocotropic. It's one of my favorite products. Cocoa, mushrooms, delicious. Head over to wildfoods.co and use AMPODCAST12 for 12% off your entire order. What I'd like is somebody to read a conversation I had with somebody else and say, I didn't have an opinion on this, but now I understand the discourse. That's kind of my goal in arguments now. So I'm not yelling okay, at people. Fine. I'm not telling them they're stupid, like that kind yeah, of thing. So I'm that's, hoping that's good. somebody well, else reads it. What is up, Ancestral Minions? It's Brent here, and it's time to get into the next tribe chat on the Ancestral Mind. But Brent is not by himself. Minions, he is not. He is here with Colin Stuckert. You know it. And Allison Bigham. What's up? Everybody have good audio, right? Yeah, Allison's audio is massive upgrade from the last tribe chat. <laughs> talking to my computer to actually talking into a mic yeah everybody real quick go uh real quick what you're up to just a short synopsis of your brand where they can follow you and one interesting fact about yourself from let's say before you're 20 you want me you want us to give an interesting fact about us before we were 20 yes uh, okay i will go for the listeners edification uh, that is 16 years ago now okay so what like, yeah I we're all almost, teenagers man I almost Go got stuck in uh, it like quick mud. Did y'all know that was like a thing? Well, I've seen mud slides. Like, like, I've heard quick, of quick sand. No, it's not quick sand. It, it's 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 mud, and it was on my childhood best friend's property, and her and I literally got stuck in it, and it took us. I don't even know. How, I mean, looking back, it felt like an hour to get out of it. I'm sure it was probably like ten minutes, mm-hmm. but I thought I was gonna die. So Nature does it like? make you stink yeah we were literally sinking because it's quicksand it's just quicksand with water in it right like that's literally what it is <laughs> so brent your turn i mean come on man i so i had no idea i was going to be put on the spot with this so the an interesting interesting thing that i was up to before i was 20 is probably that i was on the magic the gathering professional tour i didn't at know that, time. that was well like, what, I, I qualified for pro tour london when what? I was 19, yes. See, we're literally and learning new things after years. And I've played Magic with you for years. I'm one of your Magic friends, and I literally had no freaking idea. Why don't y'all tell people what Magic is for those who don't 
who it's the greatest card game on... ever created. It's Magic the Gathering. It's a collectible <laughs> trading card game. It's actually how I got my start in entrepreneurship. My first business was selling packs of cards, play sets they're called, because you need four of them. And I would sell them on eBay. And I would go to the post office in North Fort Myers and I'd ship those out. And I would go to the card shop and I would use my my persuasion and marketing sk- skills to trade off the good cards off the little Timmies and then sell those on eBay, basically. Yeah. In fact, Daryl uh... Daryl was one of my one of my first I don't want to say victims, but one of my first customers. <laughs> yeah, <that's- laughs> I got a bunch of really good cards of him, and then he actually surpassed me in skill and got really into it and everything in Magic, which is funny. But like he he was a complete noob in the beginning. Some of the things when I think about Magic back then, because that was that was so long ago. So Magic is a game to to break it down a little bit more. It's a game that's like a combination between chess and poker. So it's got significantly more skill in it than poker. So the better player is going to win more often. But there's still plenty of luck, so it's not like chess where you're just never going to beat somebody who's better than you. So yeah, it's Dungeons it, it and Dragon, was, it's Dungeons and Dragons and and myth and and fantasy world too. It's like that; it has that aspect of it, right? right. Which which put you know puts people into the camp of like it's nerdy, it's terrible, and honestly, a lot of the Magic players even then were pretty intolerable. But we found our little group of people that that were uh, very tolerable, and I only remember that it was a year that I qualified for the Pro Tour because. Um, I was taking a bunch of like BS classes in college and traveling around like the, the little tri-state area of like the Florida panhandle. And I qualified for the pro tour in Alabama. And I, I remembered that I happened to know that happened exactly when I was 19 years old. So here we are. Think about, do you know how much a, a black Lotus is worth now? I think it's like 20, 30, 40,000 or something like that. <laughs> no way more really <laughs> i remember when yeah, they we were bought them for like 600 bucks when we were kids yeah yeah they were like 300 400 when you were a kid yep there yeah. if you were to find like you know how market we had a friend who had a full set of them that that set would probably go for quarter million dollars now okay so let's actually get on top because literally we just talked about magic for 10 minutes um so whether or not we that. whether or not we even keep that in there we'll see but did everybody go interesting fact oh i was a uh, i was in taekwondo at one time, kicked a girl in her face and made her bleed. That was that was within sparring, though, of course. And I quit. You guys right. weren't wearing headgear. I yeah, but not in your face. You don't wear face gear. You wear headgear, but it it kicked her in the face. Oh, right? you like kicked her like square in the like nose. No, face it was area. like a it was probably a roundhouse kick, and it probably nipped her nose or whatever. And she was a black belt. I was a red belt, so like technically, she should have been better than me or whatever. Um, so that was my youth growing up with martial arts and Bruce Lee as an idol. That's something about my past. So today, though, we're going to talk about privilege. Okay. Now, this is obviously a very sensitive topic for a lot of people. Uh, people use this catch-all term of privilege. And I mean, a lot of what's going on right now is directed at white people, right? But if you're if you speak out or disagree, they somehow will try to label you racist or just tell you like, oh, yeah. You're privileged, and that's why you're saying that or whatever. It's just like this circular nonsense logic that makes no sense. And so to preface this, this that's an interesting way to say preface like five times, but to preface this, this I'm going to give a little trigger warning disclaimer. Let's see. Where do, where do you even go with the trigger warning disclaimer? I feel like every piece of content now needs a trigger warning disclaimer. If it, something here really riles you up about what we're about to say, maybe take that as a sign to do some self-reflection and maybe ask yourself why that why that's the case. I had an online debate recently. Maybe why I decided to even talk about this topic is generally I'm not political at all. But there was a recent uh, online discussion and some comment thread about 
I don't know, just going back and forth. And basically every time I made a point, the person responding said something else and was the, doing the typical kind of like sidestepping projection nonsense. And then eventually she said, I'll pray for you and I'll never buy co- from your company. I'll never buy from your com- company oh. again. And I'll, and, I'll, and I'll recommend to my friends and family, they do the same. And then I replied and said, I said, thank you. If I prayed, I would pray for you as well. But I hope that you at least see through your dogma because you're really just hurting yourself. And so that was the end of the discussion. I just moved on. And then she, this person proceeded to, I didn't read them, but she proceeded to post a bunch of things about, about our company and tag me and it and whatever. And I had blocked her at this point. So that was fine. And she was just going off. I don't know if she was claiming I was being racist or not, but it was something to those lines, even though everything I said was factual. Everything I said was reasonable. Nothing I said. I mean, my point was even like the more we make it about race, the more that's the problem. And then again, you get these blank all catch all statements where people, they they can't defend points. They don't understand history. They don't know anything. They're blinded by their own dogma. They're controlled by the the media on, 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 right? And so this is going to tie back to pros, I, pr- I promise. But that's kind of what was the impetus for this is I'm seeing this more. And really the big thing for me, and we'll all kind of talk about our take on each one of these things. But the big thing for me was silence is violence. So I started seeing that meme going around. I immediately was like, nope, that's not going to happen. Not on my watch. And so I immediately jumped into the fray. <laughs> and I, from there over the next. Getting I mean, involved in online discussions. Every, always a great idea. Every single post since then has been something related to current events. And so obviously the algorithm serves it up. And I have literally nine out of 10 people are, are, positive responding and saying, you know, go you and you should see some of my private DMs. People are like, I could never say that. I'm so happy you are. Please keep spreading truth. And nothing I'm saying is controversial. I'm just talking about facts here. I'm talking about inconvenient truths that people don't want to hear because it doesn't serve their narrative and their agenda. Okay. Now there's a couple things I need from the honest right now. If you're listening to this and you've been listening to the show at all, you know, we're mostly talking about health and nutrition. So I want you to give us feedback. I want you to send me an email to call it wildfoods.co. If you want us to cover some of these topics, maybe which ones you do, if you don't, that's fine. Like you can offer your opinion. We'll take that data in. We're going to be doing at least some shows every week, maybe one or two, where we're going to cover some current events and we're going to talk about some of these ideas because the ancestral mind is about building the ancestral mind and understanding the ancestral mind and understanding our ancestral past. And the reason humans are tribalistic, we've covered on the show, we've covered ad nauseum. There's a reason for it, right? And we have to overcome that. Ironically though, everything that's happening right now and the way people are acting, they're perpetuating the very thing they claim to want to change. We're going to talk about the topic of privilege as a means to hopefully shed some light on the stupidity of all of it and add some objective truth to it. Okay. Now, before we continue with this topic, does anybody want to offer any, uh, maybe what they're dealing with now or comments they've been seeing or their take on the situation? And then we'll get into kind of like the privilege specifics and talk about maybe our experience and how we think about it. Well, we'll probably have an interesting discussion because I know I'm going to be more on the less upset about the privilege discussion side while also uh, have the the phrase check your privilege might be my least favorite phrase on planet earth and if anyone i haven't heard that one that's a new one that's that's the new one i haven't seen yet but literally the world series of poker i i don't know if you remember this but there was three years ago maybe there was this douche douchebag guy at the final table his name was william kasuf and he just basically never shut up the whole time he played he was just talking about his hand constantly and they were like threatening with penalties all the time yep. he was super annoying and i i hated everything about the guy but then there was another guy at the table who got into it with him and decided to like start yelling at him he's like you need to check your privilege bro you need to check your privilege so it was like one white dude yelling at another white dude to check his privilege in like the most douchey way possible and i was like that i hate that phrase right i i so that's where my bias kind of begins on check your privilege however the more i discuss what 
is actually meant by that i realize that like people like that guy are just trying to virtue signal and make things worse without actually helping address what it actually means at its core when they're talking about privilege right that's privilege that's the problem of privilege that's literally it in a nutshell we're gonna unpack that so allison what about you i've just been trying to avoid social media lately because i just feel like i mean you know i've i've had close friends like i feel like kind of signal me out and tell me like your privilege is showing and whatever because well and then they tell you to not be friends with them anymore because of some oh, yeah, BS. your privilege is showing is the same as checker privilege that's yeah a, uh, it's yeah and yeah, we're, this... we're, we're apparently not friends anymore because because I... you asked her why she was being why she was basically attacking you and accusing you of like not responding to some comment on social ultimately, media i cannot think of a ulti- more absurd thing in my life ultimately it's like this um i'm not a person who's gonna like blatantly ignore you if you're my friend and that's what i was accused of doing but it's like okay whatever you're like angry about stuff that's fine But the second thing is, um, my Instagram, my social media accounts are a dictatorship and I rule them. So I choose when I post, what I post, how I post, why I post and all of that. I'm not going to do something because everybody else is doing it or because one person thinks that I should do it. And I'm specifically not going to do it because I'm white and that's supposed to like mean something. It's like if if I wanted to fight for something, me going on my social media and randomly posting about it is not the way that's not going to yield any results. It's not going to do anything. It's going to look good to other people, but I don't give a, I don't give a f- about looking good to other people. That's not going to move the needle. So that's pretty much that's kind of pants. the definition of virtue signaling, right? Is when you do something just to look good to other people, yeah, and aren't like actually furthering the conversation or making it better. That's right. what almost all this is. It's all a bunch of fake follow. Like it's the mob. It's literally the mob. I mean, you see people. I've seen people that have never protested in, protested in their life, like attacking people and virtue signaling and 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 you know doing all these things about it. And you know we don't even have to get into that. It doesn't. It doesn't have to be a black versus white thing, but. I do want to talk about this idea of white privilege. Uh, I think privilege in general we should talk about because we should shed some light on the, like nature, laws, fundamental, basic common sense, the truth. And then hopefully that will give people maybe the ammo to fight this dogma and also maybe something that they could say in response. Because it's really hard if you haven't thought about it to argue something like white privilege. If somebody accuses you of white privilege, the reason it's so effective for these people and they keep doing it is because it does take a long retort. Like it takes time if you actually want to combat that. Like it's not something you can just like, it's just like the racism thing. It's like, you can't people just be go, like, that doesn't exist. Well, or it's like, it's no, not I'm not. Simple. Or you say, no, yeah. I'm not. And then it's like, it's what? Or no, I simple. don't. Right. It's same thing with racism. All these people going online telling people they're racist, all these people are doing are protecting the real racists among us, which is a very small percent. We live in the most tolerant, not racist progressive society in the history of mankind and people are still yelling at each other and, and 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 accusing people of racism when it's like a percent of a percent of the population right we won't get into that and the spotlight effect and all these and the way you can lie with statistics and the narrative and the media and all these things let's just talk about privilege so i want to talk about some personal experiences but i want to break down this just idea of privilege in general and everybody should offer their take on that so here's one thing every single person in life today right now listening to this that has the ability to go on social media and post you're privileged that's just step one, right? You're alive in the greatest, most abundant time in human history. You're privileged, okay? You're alive. You're privileged. If you don't have cancer, I'd say you you have privilege because people have cancer. That sucks, okay? 
let's see, where else can we go with this? If you have two legs, you're privileged. If you have two arms, you're privileged. If you didn't lose your thumb to some to chopping accident, you have your privilege because you have all your fingers. We live in a country where we have access to clean drinking water pretty much 24-7, like privilege. all communities do, literally privilege. everywhere. Not everybody has that. You, um, can, you can also go into a hospital, say you got shot and you're going to die. They will save you whether or not you have insurance and can pay for it or not. If they have mm-hmm. an obligation to save your life, that will not happen everywhere that you go. That's a privilege. Pri- privilege. You can get things cut out of your back like I did yesterday. Privilege. No! No, privilege. no, 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 no. <laughs> oh, yeah, he did it. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Privilege. I have, okay, this is, <laughs> no. Brett is freaking out. Too bad. I already told you. I, I got that shit over this begging, fast as possible. And I have been pleading <laughs> for months. Like, I've sent messages, I've sent emails, I've sent, I've made comments. That when Colin gets this fucking thing cut out of his back, that I need to be there or I need to get a video of it. And I find out on a podcast that it happened in the past and I got yep. nothing? Nothing. Oh, I did see a chunk. Hour. There was a chunk of it on the table still. Looked like some pretty gnarly sh- stuff. But Did you get a picture of the chunk on the table? No, I didn't want them to show me. tell him how big it was. My God. I know how big it was. I felt it. I asked him. She was, she, so listen, I'll give everyone a, a, a backstory. It's a lipoma. He had a lipoma on it's his It's non-cancerous, back. right? But it's a growth. It's like fatty tissue and it grows. And because it was close it's to my spine, growing. because it was closer to my spine, we decided to get rid of it or whatever. So, you know, it, it's $600 procedure with insurance. Who knows? Might've been like a $2,000 procedure. I don't know. But basically they numbed me up, laid me flat down. I'm awake for the whole thing, which is probably harder because you're just like, when, when are they going to cut into me? And then I literally heard, I remember hearing a, a, a snipping, like, you know, how oh. when, when scissors snip, they took out a, that was a chunk of my back when they did that. And they're like, yeah, yep. use, use those ones. Use the ones that are like, like she said some things about the tools. <laughs> like, so, so listen, I don't do well that great with that kind of stuff. Like other types of pain, I'm, I'm good and I can, I can deal with it. But you know, the, the waiting, the psychological thing is definitely brutal. But the reality is like going to a doctor in the 1900s, in some instances was a death sentence, right? There's something known as intergenics. Uh, it means you intervene and you make it worse. And that's literally the medical establishment. And, you know, for the last hundred years, obviously things have gotten better. Capitalism has brought better technology. Science has brought better medicine and better procedures, more safe, more, more humane, where they numb me up. It's a bunch of small pricks, but then I otherwise don't really feel it. I cannot imagine if I felt that that whole time. She got to a point where she was like, I felt her, it's weird. It's like she grabbed my skin and then she was tugging my back left and right, trying to get this thing out. And, yeah, because it's attached. It, 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 That's was, what the scissors were for. She was like literally trying to get it out of there. And like, it was more just like, it was he more like mental, mental thing. But yeah, I mean, it's like literal privilege that I can go to that procedure and it doesn't have to be barbaric. And and, and I mean, that's just one small thing. I can't even imagine the actual things that really hurt. So that's privilege. Uh, the fact that we call 911 and somebody comes and saves your life. Like literally, I mean, that's crazy. Or the police come. The police come and they, they fight off bad guys or protect you or whatever. I mean, it doesn't always work perfectly, but there's no system that's perfect. So that's all this privilege. This is all a very good example of why I don't like the the term just privilege kind of overall in general as like a, as a descriptor for this, right? Because mm-hmm. we can we can say you have the privilege to go to a hospital and then the person who's saying it is like, what are you talking about? I'm not even discussing whether or not we can go to a hospital. I'm literally saying you're not getting shot by police. And you're like, well, then we need to talk about that in particular. We don't need to talk about just privilege in general. Because there's going to be a spectrum for every human versus every other 
human on the privilege spectrum, right? So, like you said, if you're a human with only three fingers, every human with ten fingers is going to have ten finger privilege over your three fingers, correct? Yes, that's so, why it's not effective, though. This is circular. It's circular logic. It's not universal. You can't address it. You can't identify it. You can't tell me like. Where's a privileged monster that I can go kill? You can't write laws for it because then we'll just literally be, it'll be 1984. There'll be thought police people, but they don't want to think about these things. They don't want solutions. Most of the people right now that are kicking and screaming, they want to be, I mean, what's the word? They want to release. It's just like anger release. It feels good. It feels good to say, you know, you're bad. I'm good. It's like humans look for conflict. And if you live in a society where there's not a lot of conflict and you're pretty safe, you go out and find it. That's why this shit is happening. People don't even understand this. And the conglomerates and the media, the little 10, 10 dudes that own all the media, all the internet, they're manipulating people. They're playing them like a freaking fiddle, right? So that's my problem with all this. Now, let's actually talk about, though, privilege in general, though, because I've always felt like as a white male, I've actually had a lot of things against me. And I don't want to go into all the, the specific instances. I mean, I don't really trust the cops. I had a bad experience as a kid. I called the cops. They arrested me instead. It cost $10,000. I could have really used some privilege then. But it, but again, that's like one experience. It happens all across the board. There was privilege at play in that scenario. It just wasn't yours. Well, that but again, that's the point, though. And it's, it's been whittled down to this this white versus black thing. And, and it's like a who can win in the privilege or, or, or who is suffering the privilege or who is disenfranchised or whatever. You do, do you actually want to know who's the most persecuted group of people in the United States? I'm sure you can guess. Jews? Hands down. All of it. Hate crimes. Uh, all the things. But guess what? Because Jewish people make above average income and they have a certain culture of being successful, nobody talks about them. Same thing with Asians. Asians are no longer a minority because they make more money than white people. Like literally, that's that, what that's what it comes they're down to. They're starting to kind of coronavirus definitely pushed uh pushed back on that direction. Like JJ is getting a lot of uh random things that happen to her when she's out where people will, you know, say something to her, like go back to China or yeah, stuff like that that wasn't happening pre corona. It's the same thing so, that happened after nine eleven where people were yeah. Yes, but that's like basic bigotry and what you see in just just from average people. What, I, what I'm talking about today are these ideas that has infected culture in the mass in the in the mob and the mass media, right? Like literally, they're being played like a fiddle. Does anybody remember when the last time the Black Lives Matter came up and it was a thing? Yeah, I talked to you about this. It was before the last election. It was right before literally Trump? exactly four years ago. Yeah, and then here's the thing: the Hodge twins are really good. You guys, everybody should watch their stuff. But they had a really good point in one of their videos about the fact that. And I've always kind of associated being a Democrat. I've maybe I've changed my mind a little bit. I don't really know what I believe because I don't like parties and I don't like like there's good ideas on both sides. There's really bad ideas on both sides. That's what I'm gonna say about that. But it seems like the Democratic strategy right now is to rile up the black community and, and, and whatever, talk about how poor them, woe is me. We deserve you know, we're gonna give you entitlements, we're gonna do all these things for you, so that you'll vote for us. Joe Biden, which is the only, you know, the contender right now, had a hand in writing the most racist. I forgot what it was called. It was some law, right? That made crack like more severe than like cocaine or something. Like they did this thing where like one gram is equal to like a hundred grams of cocaine or something. It's just like basically a racist law, right? Like I'll agree that that law was racist. It was targeting people, right? In, in certain communities. He helped write that. And now he's on TV trying to say that you're not black if you don't vote for me or some, something like that. That's what they're trying to do. That's their strategy. That was the most ridiculous. Right. <laughs> That's their strategy. Look. Their strategy is, hey, if you like Trump, you're racist. That's the narrative they're creating, right? That, that's what they tried last time. It didn't work either. But it didn't work the last time either. Well, guess what? There's more white people in, the, in America, right? Like, there's going to be more upset white people 
about that. It, all it's doing is polarizing. And if you live in a country where you're the minority and you're just trying to pick a fight with the majority, I mean, that's not going to end well. And I don't want that to happen. I think it's ridiculous. I don't think my son should grow up in that world, but that's where we're heading. That's what the internet is doing. And that, and, and the privilege is just one example of all the nonsense that's driving me crazy. That's why I feel like I need to say something about it. So to uh, one on the point, I'm going to vote for Joe Biden, but I'm not happy about it Uh, to the the Democratic Party kind of has to go in that direction because of the way they take money. Right. Like they take a lot of money from special interest groups that don't really have Democratic ideals as far as like being a liberal at heart. Liberals are supposed to be like the party of the people or whatever. But you can't do that when you're completely funded by the people who have incentives that are against the population overall so what do you do you have to harp on the one thing that you can still have which is the place of moral superiority so you have to be like you know we need gay marriage we we need all this stuff and that and which is i'm totally fine with with gay marriage but they have to hammer those things home and essentially shame you into like into voting for them uh i've said this a million times I will vote for I would vote for 60, maybe 70 percent of conservatives in office today over Joe Biden if they were running against him. Unfortunately, the only human that I wouldn't vote for anybody over is already in office because his policies and his ideals don't matter. He just changes them. But to go on past and, and actually keep on topic and keep where we're talking about privilege. The problem with this stuff is there's always the spectrum. There's always the truth lies more in the middle thing, right? So in your instance that we've talked about where you were uh, engaged with the police and got screwed over, like I was there for that. I know what happened. And I know that the police bias against you is what caused that. And I know that because I knew the person who was on the other side. I knew about your interactions with each other. And I had seen things firsthand. I wasn't there for what happened that day. But I didn't have to be to understand your version of the story because I'd seen the exact same thing happen in previous times. So there's no term for it, but female privilege or whatever you want to call it in that instance was the bias against you. And that's what led to an injustice happening to you. So the white privilege thing is that, but the narrative is not that like, it's not like, here's an example. How many times have you guys been pulled over by the police? Like lifetime. A handful. Yeah. 10, maybe something like that. Yeah. I have been asking my black friends this. And I don't think they're lying because it's a bunch of them. The average answer I'm getting is somewhere around 40. So like mm-hmm. that I don't really associate with non-law abiding people in general. So they're just being like me, like they're either speeding at the same rate I am or they're doing things at the same rate I am, but they're getting pulled over more often. And that is a result of the of the bias of the cop. So just like a cop would have a bias towards a female being nonviolent, for instance, they might have a bias towards a black person being more likely to commit a crime because of statistics or because of their past experience from what they've dealt with. So the answer being somewhere in the middle is you have no you're white. So you have no control over that. And you haven't actually had a privileged life like your dad died when you were a very young age. You've had to kind of like when people say pull yourself up by your bootstraps, like, you know what that means because you've done it. Right. Mm -hmm. So you've had to work, say, 10 times as hard as somebody who had a family who had like the money handed to them and had the stuff handed. Maybe like a maybe like a Tim Ferriss. I don't think he was a guy who was like, you know, kind of. Well, so here I'm going to stop you right there. That's actually a good example. 
So Tim Ferriss, he, they didn't have a lot of money. I know that, but, but here's the thing. The reason that this type of privilege idea is so flawed and the reason that I don't perpetuate, even if I could, I'm not out here blaming people for, for their, their advantages or their disadvantages. Like we live in nature, right? Like we live in a capitalistic world. It's dog eat dog. It's winter survives, survival fittest. That's, that's just nature. We're not ever going to change that, right? Unless we're all become the singularity and we get plugged into to AI or whatever. Tim Ferriss, though, is someone as an example. So you might look at him and think, oh, he wrote a book and then he got really successful and he's done all these things, right? Um, you might try to discount what he did. You might try to discount his work ethic or, or, or whatever or say he had his advantages because he's white or he's this or that. But guess what? He struggled with depression, almost killed himself. That was I, something I didn't know about. Tim I can't Ferris, even so. fathom. He has a TED real, talk about it. I can't fathom what real depression is like because I've never experienced that. I've, I've had trauma and pain, but I don't think I've ever had like depression at like the – you know, the, the chemical level, right. Where, where mm-hmm. it could be like a, you know, an actual dopamine or serotonin issue or whatever. Right. So, but I don't try to make excuses for them or myself. I don't try to expect things of them or myself. Right. Like the only person that I need to answer to as a person is me the and, and whatever you should compare yourself to is you. That's the thing. Yes, and my, and my values and standards. Right. Right. And so I thought, I think about this all the time, but especially with the uh, money thing, because, you know, for a while it was the rich versus the poor. And they talk about inequality mm-hmm. of that and they blame the rich for everything. I don't I don't buy that. I do think that some of the rich and powerful, I think they shouldn't have a play in politics. That's a topic for another day, though. And I think that shouldn't happen, but it does. But if you make money on your own, if you if you build wealth and you and you work and you do these things, then you deserve to reap the 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 benefits. And also the only way you make money in our world today, aside from dynastic wealth, which basically create wars and sell guns, like aside from that nonsense, if you make money today, it's because you serve the marketplace. The only way you make money, the only way you become successful as a self-made person is by giving people goods and services that they want. So if you try to demonize that, you just don't understand capitalism or how to make money at all. But that's the topic for another day. But right. well, that's like, you could also start with money and then just like stick it somewhere. But but, but, the, e- but even that, you what this is how this is the problem with all of life. It, it's a duality, it's a spectrum. When people are given, like we'll take any of the companies, we work, for example. When you're given billions of dollars and everyone thinks you're a god and they write articles about you, they're your new hot startup. You don't understand money. You don't use it correctly. And eventually you'll, you'll fail, right? How many companies have done that? They raise a hundred million dollars and they don't even know how to make a profit. Tons of yeah, them, yeah, yeah. tons companies of them, have right? Definitely. But when the, when that, when the entrepreneur comes in and it's self-made and, and, and every penny counts and you bootstrap it and you have a healthy respect for money and how to use it, and then you're successful, what's better to be given a hundred million dollars and then in five years flame out or to be given no money or a little bit and have to earn your way for five, 10 years and you have a sustainable real business. And that's just like one example of how, when you try to nitpick these things and you try to, you try to tweeze these hairs and you try to compare advantages, disadvantages, traumas, this, that. In fact, a good th- way to think about it is if I asked each person on this listening now, I, if I asked you, have you lost a brother, a sister, a mother, a father, a son, a daughter, any of these things, I think across the board, if I, if, I, if I listed off enough humans, a friend, most people would say, yes, they have. So maybe we can share in the humanity and realize that there is one race is the human race. And we all experience trauma and pain and unfairness. Some people die young. There's literally kids six years old that die that never get to live their lives. There's parents that have to live their whole life with that pain. Okay. Wow. I just remembered something. All right. So I'll let you guys after this, you need to go on to it because I need a break. I can't even talk about this anymore. There was a ex-prime minister, I believe it was. The Guardian, which is like a piece of shit news outlet in UK, wrote a piece about him and his privilege. His memoirs came out after he was in office and in a chapter he wrote about losing his son. Okay. Do you want to know what they wrote in that article about him? They said his pain wasn't as bad because he had white privilege from losing his son. Well, that's messed up. That is how you dehumanize people and how you 
I, I that's just dehumanizing and it's disgusting. It's pathetic. And it's the thing that people should be focused on right now is how these ideas of privilege and us first damn tribalism, how these things, these bad ideas, these dogmas, how they perpetuate that kind of nonsense. Cause then people believe it and they, at least people to killing people and assassinating people and all these things. That's what we need to fight right now is bad ideas and dogma. I, I can get behind hundred percent. The dogma needs to be fought against in just about every way. Um, I see Daro agrees. He said, yep. So the, <laughs> The idea that you attack somebody and tell them how privileged they are for whatever reason, like it's the wrong way. It's like it's me telling you, you have too much money, so you don't get to tell me whether I should spend money on a cell phone or not. Like, what is it? Doesn't have to do with anything. There's no way to include people in the conversation of anything by insulting them first. Try it. Go out and tell somebody you're a moron. You need to listen to me and listen to the way right, that I or do. Or marginalizing things. them. You're trying to marginalize their their experience right. or, or tell them that their opinion doesn't matter or whatever. Yeah, you don't have a college degree, so listen to me. Or you you don't have this, so listen to me. Or you're black, um, so you can't have an opinion. Or you're white, you can't have an opinion or whatever. Correct. So the, so starting, a, starting an argument, which is where social media often goes, from a position of you're wrong is just stupid in general. Mm-hmm. And... I've and I've been struggling with this entire thing and how privilege plays into it and what kind of privilege I have is like compared to other people. And that that's what I've ended up settling on. It's like Schrodinger's privilege. There isn't a white privilege. There isn't a black privilege. There's a Brent versus X person privilege. Right. So if I'm white and that person is black, I do have certain advantages over them that make them have to work harder to accomplish that. Yeah, but if maybe, maybe, but but I don't know if that's accurate, and I think that's part of the well, problem. It depends on the person too. Like, obviously, Colin Powell's got way more advantage than me, but currently, I don't know what he used to. Have. Everybody has <sighs> a certain a certain privilege in some in some regard. It's like I was talking about last night. Like, women who are very attractive have like an advantage over women who aren't, or or men mm-hmm. in general. You know what I'm saying? But it's like you don't see people running around being like, "Oh, you've got attractive girl privilege." Even though it's it's like a, it's a fact, you know what I mean. Yep. But it's, they've done it's studies this, on this. It's this thing where it like isolates people out and makes it so that you know. And it's like I see a lot of stuff that's like, oh well, if you have white privilege, like you can't say this or you can't have an opinion about this. And it's like, isn't the point supposed to be equality? Because if it is, then this is yep. counterintuitive. So yes. uh, to focus on the the beauty part right there, that actually is a good segue because. You can be unattractive compared to another person, and therefore, the person who is more attractive has a privilege over you. The movement is not currently to shame those that look better. The movement is body positivity and being accepting of what you are. Now, I actually think the as a fatty, the body positivity is probably hurting more than it's helping as far as human health. But as far as having those conversations with the advantage that you would get as somebody who's attractive... The body positivity thing is the way that the unattractive group is going to fight against that. So rather than say hashtag beautiful people suck or hashtag pretty privilege or whatever the case might be, there is comparison there. So with regard to what's happening in the protests and everything that's going on, like the data does point to an overarching issue for the black community, the same way the data would point to an overarching issue for the male community in domestic disputes or something of that nature now why does it point that way and what can be done to solve it is another podcast entirely but that 
there needs to be a better conversation than shut up. Your opinion doesn't matter because you're because you're white. It needs to be. Let me explain how things are different. It's the same thing. Like like my friends are telling me how many times they get pulled over. That's just a mind blowing revelation to me that somebody would get pulled over at such a higher rate than I do when I know they are acting as a human the same way that okay, I Okay, but a couple of things here. There's but a couple of things here. And I want to get back to the privilege thing you said because you you were falling into what I think is toxic trying to compare your privilege to somebody else's. I think that's toxic and I'm going to talk about why. There's a couple of things about I didn't really want to get into the police stuff or the brutality or the statistics or anything, but real quick for everyone, 500 white males a year die from police violence. 200 black males die. Okay? That's just fact. If you want to get into ratios and percentages and and then and basically lie with statistics and, and warp things for a narrative purpose that you, you can do that. And there's cases to be discussed and there's reasons why. Right. But there's another thing we have to account for. A lot of black people are in poverty more so than white people. Right. A lot of these black areas where the police violence is going on have more black cops. They have black mayors. A lot of times they have black politicians. Right. So, again. The elites are duping you into believing that it's this black versus white thing. And, and, and it's just in a lot of cases, it's not what's actually happening here. And when you remove nuance, right, when you remove nuance, you can't make change because nuance is where you get the change. And I've said this on, the, on my social media and I'm, I'm going to talk about it more. The war on drugs would solve a lot of this, removing that. I think the war on drugs yeah. is, is a joke. I think, it's, I think it's a big – I mean watch Narcos and see what we did in, in South America and then talk about the war on drugs. It's – Let's not get into that, but like that would solve a lot of these problems. So there's at least a, a solution. Now, the thing about your friends getting pulled over 40 times, they've proven the human mind is not like a hard drive. We do not recall files in perfect accuracy. Okay. So that's one thing. If you ask somebody when, what's going on now, if they got pulled over that many times, the human mind could easily convince itself that it's double than what it actually is. Okay. That doesn't mean it's not more. It probably is more. I could see that. But again, there's other variables here. Like, were they driving an old beat up car? That's more likely to be crime or, or drugs or this or that. Are they driving a nice fancy car with huge rims in like a low income area? You know what I'm saying? Like, there's all these different variables that, you, that nobody's accounting for because we don't have data to account for it. There's other well, things. That's why I only reached out to people that I thought were on my economic level for the for what it's worth. That, that way they would be driving a comparable car to me. I'm sure the numbers are skewed there. I could totally see that. Right. But then we have to say, well, what percentage of black people are committing crime? It's more than the, the ratio of white people that are. And so then you have that whole freaking rabbit hole to unpack. Like there's, and that's the problem I have with everything going on right now. It's not that I don't want equality or anything like that. And it just makes me mad that I didn't have to say that. It pisses me off that I have to say that. I feel like it's pandering. Like if I have to come out and say, I believe all lives matter and I believe in equality and whatever, or I believe black lives matter. I think it's pandering bullshit is honestly what I think, because it should be obvious. If you're a racist, the internet will f- find out. If people will shame you. You'll lose your job. It's well, just like kind of, it kind of just going to happen. Right. Yeah. And if you're not, it's not going to be a thing. Yeah, let me interject on that really quick because yeah, that's cancel culture. Love that. Yeah, that's actually a good point. And I forget exactly how he worded it, but that that podcast that Joe Rogan was on and was talking about how we're we're basically eliminating the ability to come out and say certain things. Like the guy that he was talking about is that he was basically saying how he likes that that people come out and like if, if people are racist, they come out and they say they're racist stuff. And At you least you know where they stand. At well, least you that's know exactly what he was saying. Is he's like yeah. this this whole like suppression of like don't oh yeah yeah censorship don't come out too whatever yeah. he's like you don't know he he's like you're you're what maybe going to befriend people who who like think and feel these certain ways and then behind your back like he's like at least you know where the danger is yeah invite him to your are, house because nobody talks about it anymore because the algorithm suppress it and people right. shame them and so all the all the racists do is go into hiding and act 
whatever they're trying to do, like behind closed doors. Like that's the right. pro- that's also sneaky. the problem with calling people racist that I can't stand. You're calling people racist over some comment or whatever, completely out of context. You don't know anything, and all you're doing is giving power to the actual racists. You're you're making them more protected. You're not you're not signaling them out, and that's again a big thing I see with a lot of the problem. But privilege though so the thing you said you were saying like how you're trying to compare your privilege well let me just ask you a few questions let's try to do like a, a socratic method here what is you being aware of your privilege and comparing it to somebody else's privilege what is what what does that do what are you trying to accomplish with that or what could it accomplish i think it depends on the scenario if it's i have to take my bias out of a scenario right so when somebody says you have white privilege my immediate response and my thought and my bias is what are you talking about no i don't like i don't have any advantages over you that's like my first thought in my mind because like everybody's like gone through their own thing and they've all got their own things that have happened so to get past that bias i either need to flip it or i need to compare myself to somebody else so how do let me compare myself to you let me compare myself to i don't know uh joe rogan whatever like let me let me think about the thing the advantages that those people might have over me and how they accomplished them and how they got them and where they came from. Then once I've compared, then I can understand the comparison on the other side. So that's why so what you're saying you want to, those thoughts. you just want to kind of understand the differences so you can understand why people are like claiming you have white privilege. I want to understand where they're coming from, because I know that some I know that not everyone that's telling me I have white privilege shut up is. Well, actually, those people probably are all coming from a place of of hate, but I don't think a lot of the people that have used the term are coming from a bad place or a place of hate. I think they're coming from a place of frustration and that they would like something to change. So I can't understand that until I put myself in that position. But the question is, if your goal is to identify your advantages and identify, let's say, your privileges, right? And then you under and then you also you, you, you know, they want you to understand their disadvantages. Like, okay, well, I mean, it's good to have empathy and understanding. Like, I think, I think there's nothing wrong with that, but then what do you do? What, what effect does it have in reality? If you, if that happens, what, what is the next step? What is going to change or be different? How are you going to act differently? Like, are you going to come up for a job promotion and you're gonna be like, don't give me a promotion because this black guy over here, we're about equal, but because he's black, you should give it to him. Like that's I'll, not going to happen. I'll actually tell you, I, I can actually tell you a very tangible th- way that this mattered. and. It wasn't that I was doing anything on purpose, but it I noticed that I was doing it. And it was when I was looking over resumes. There was a time when I was looking over resumes and I subconsciously decided that the black sounding names were being moved to the back of the pile. Not like up front. You're looking at 300 resumes and you're just thumbing through them and deciding I'm going to take a look at these there. I noticed that my brain wanted me to do that and I didn't know why. And it was only that I, because I'd had a conversation with somebody about how that matters on a job application that I was like, holy shit, why am I doing that? And then I kind of put them to back to the front of the pile. So me, who I very much consider myself part of the overarching conversation as far as not being racist and also learning about things that I've done in my past because we grew up in a in cape coral we we grew up in a town that was 97 percent white at the time that it was that we grew up there it's different now but the demographics then were that and i ran into a lot of things over the course of my life when i went to fort myers high school which was a majority black high school and and then when i went to college and i got older i was doing things that people were like dude that's racist you can't do that and i'm like what, what do you mean i didn't hold whoa like, what? what i'm just what? making a joke man or well, like, maybe like 
Let's not get into the murky area of jokes, but let's. Uh, yeah, yeah. It, it, but it's like if I made a joke and they're like, whoa, and, and the room doesn't laugh when you expect them to laugh. But all my friends in Cape Coral laughed like that's the kind of thing where I noticed like, ah, OK, I didn't know that my brain was doing that, which is why we've talked about the ancestral reasons behind us versus them and people that don't look like you. Because if we trusted the people that didn't look like us when we were tribalistic, we'd be dead. Mm-hmm. So there's that part of it. So so that's the the anecdotal effect that it had on me just that I can think of off the top of my brain. But the social the social media effect. I've started to take a little bit of a different approach to talking to people on social media. That is, you're not going to change your mind on anything that you're dogmatic about. I'm not going to change my mind on anything I'm dogmatic about. That's fine. But maybe not somebody fine, who's not but... having the... Well, I, I'm not talking about me and you because we know that both of us change our mind on things. Well, I'm, it's not fine for humanity, which is part of the problem. It's just right. unlikely people are going to change their mind. It's unlikely. But just like when your dad tells you to do something or your mom tells you to do something... And you don't listen to them or we tell our parents to do something and they don't listen to us because we're the close person. Sometimes the person that you're having that close conversation with is not the person you listen to. So what I'd like is somebody to read a conversation I had with somebody else and say, I didn't have an opinion on this, but now I understand the discourse. That's kind of my goal in arguments now. So I'm not yelling at people. I'm not telling them they're stupid, like that kind of thing. So I'm hoping... That's good. Somebody but, else reads it. But again, privilege though. What is that? So it's not, I mean, I don't, these aren't exactly connecting. I'm trying to get to the root of this. So mm-hmm. if you were making subconsciously bias filtering of applications or whatever, yeah, that's good to like catch that, you know? But at the same time, we got to be careful with how deep we go with that because I mean, there's times where I want to hire a female for a job, even though technically I shouldn't like want to. Right. Because she'd be better at right. the job. No, I like, think it goes so it's like, how, how do we am I discriminating against, against men? Right. Or vice versa. There's some jobs that I don't really want women on front lines in warfare. I just don't personally want them there because I they make babies. So they shouldn't be there or they, they could be there if they want to. But they should. But I don't uteruses. think they should. Be. That's not sexist at all. Call. They, no, I don't personally want them there because I think it's a waste of life and a waste of potential. No, I don't I'm think gonna, men, should, I, men should be no. there either, but you know what I'm saying? Like, no, I, get I would prefer saying. them to not be there, but they can be there if they want to. If they want to take that risk, that's all right, whatever, right? So, but the privilege thing though, like some of these things, like, yeah, if we have awareness around our, our, our bias or whatever, that's great, but every human has bias. How do you think you make decisions? It's like, is that alleyway safe or not? It looks dangerous. I'm not going to go down there. Are you being a Freddy cat? Are you not being fair, right? Like, it's like, where do you draw the line? And so- I still I don't think the privilege thing is is really fleshed out and it's still very murky and it doesn't I just don't know what the what people are trying to accomplish. Like I still don't think we've kind of unpacked it enough. I think we've established that everybody has privilege in some form, but I think privilege is a dangerous word for a lot of reasons. I think it leads people down wrong conclusions, wrong rabbit holes, and it doesn't propose solutions. It's just like an apparition that people want to yell and scream at and use as like a tool to to basically try to disenfranchise people. That's- like you want to dif- you want to dis- disenfranchise white people's opinion, say they have white privilege done right yeah. like and that's that's bullshit that's part of the reason i haven't really like posted or said anything like like I've, I've reshared some stuff that i'm like oh this is an interesting perspective and i don't really feel like one that people are talking about very much so i'll share that um but that's part of the reason is because i feel like 
I mean, you know, I, I share a lot about vaccines on my account, but it's like mm-hmm. there is a plan of action when it comes to vaccines, like medical freedom fighters. They have like goals in mind that they're trying to do. Right. And as far as what's going on right now, I'm like, what's the goal? What exactly do you want to see? Are there laws that you want to be revoked? Are there things you want to be put in place? Nobody's like, talking about that. Nobody's do you want talking different about that. politicians? Like, I mean, if you want different politicians, like you got to get your ass out there and vote. Like there's nothing that any and other educate person- yourself can do. I mean, you can go out and try and educate other people and try and get more voters or whatever, but it's like, what exactly is the plan? Because right now it just looks like divide, discourse, and anger. And I don't want to yes. jump on that bandwagon. I'm pregnant for starters. Like I don't need to take on any of that. And 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 nobody else needs to take it on either. So that's mm-hmm. part of the reason that I'm just like, I'm not like I I don't see a plan. I don't see, you know, like if you are black and you feel like you have been wronged, then tell me what change is that you want to look like. And then I can do some research on that and develop my own feelings about it or whatever, and then like move forward to help. But it's like right. It, but if you want to, though, you don't have to. No, it's I don't have to. But I'm saying if I want yeah. to, you know what I'm saying? It's like but no. But still, that's part I of the see. problem. It's all it's all of our responsibility now because they say so. And yeah. that that's what I said. Like what got me into all this, this was the silence is violence. I I will ruffle ruffle more feathers by being public about this because I say things that people that aren't always PC or just like an easy fitting into a narrative. Right. But I'm, I'm also speaking truth and everything's backed by science and, and, and logic and understanding. And it's also nuanced because that's what life is. It's nuanced. So the privilege thing though, I think the original question is still, if you're going to try to analyze your privilege and you're going to address it and you're going to have like, this is my privilege. The, these are my disadvantages, whatever. What is it going to change in your life? Let's say, right, just, let's say right now, like let's the not, previous example, let's, I, I mean, but, but let's not talk about history. Let's, I'm, t- I'm saying right now, moving forward, if somebody's coming at you with that and you, you, you want to like have a objective discourse and you want to like, and you, you, you decide you want to address your white privilege or whatever privilege you have, how are you going to do that? But then what are you going to do differently in your day-to-day life? No, I don't think that I will do much that's different in my day-to-day life. I, I want, you know, my black friends and friends that are part of the black community to know that like i care about them i've got their back in a sense like but don't I, you have their back anyways whether they're black or not yeah. and whether that it's a common thing on social media or not <laughs> again no, stating, no, that, stating the obvious is bullshit stating the obvious should not be needed and that's what i think they want they just want they want attention right now it's not obvious to them at the moment that's what i'm saying like they're mad you know like every they, they, i'm using they it's a generalization which is just as bad as the other the other direction but people are just they're mad in general. Now I see what happens with the, with the police and I understand that, that black people get the brunt of it, but the militarization of the police force is a big part of the problem too. Like we kill significantly more people here in the U S than anybody else. Yes, so and it needs to change, oh, yeah. but they you start with war on drugs power. and you'll change it. But also so one thing that I've politicians. seen exploded, it, that's really interesting is, uh, is eliminating the police, which is not to say eliminate law enforcement, but there is a big difference between the police department and the sheriff's it's department. It's not going to happen, though. I don't. I, I I think it should happen, but it's not going to happen. It's same thing. It no, it's it, happening in Minneapolis. No, they've already passed. It, it, so that they, will that will be a trend on social media, and even if they do it, they'll quickly. It'll be an experiment, and then and then the 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 politicians that want the power will use it as an example and use the data and the, and the failure of it to say, "Don't even bring it up ever again." That's not going to happen. But it worked. Because, it worked in New Jersey. They did do it. It's so the only time it's ever been done, it did create better statistics. So it's interesting. What did they do? They, they pri- are elected. You're telling me they privatized the police force? No, they didn't privatize it. They just got rid of the police force and expanded 
the sheriff's department. So, so explain, so the, what's explain the, difference? the difference. There's still, there's still police chiefs are appointed, sheriffs are elected. So they are they are held accountable to the people versus held accountable Vote to in. the police union. Okay, that's fine. That, but that's not defunding the police. That's not what I think some of these people are trying to say. They're trying to say get rid of all law enforcement. And there's a case to be made where you can make it private and you would just pay for a service. Which would only benefit – that would just make the privilege and the gap more, right? No. If you can live somewhere that can afford no, no, police no, no. versus not. So with the police, that would not happen because guess what? Do people in the ghetto have phones? Yeah. Do they use services like Facebook and Google and all these things? Yeah. If you have a capitalistic uh, vacuum that needs to be filled, there will always be somebody that will fulfill it. And capitalism makes it so that you have to be good or you lose, right? That's the problem with government. Government can never be good because there's no real checks and balance. There's this illusion of like a four-year terms. No, that's bullshit. Government can never be good because if the government does a bad job, nobody comes in and replaces them the way it, you do in capitalism. So I actually think oh, that if yeah, we, don't don't even get me started on how bad government. Well, is. So well, that's that's a, that's a problem with all of it. That's the thing with defunding the police. Imagine if, liquid democracy. Well, I don't want to get into that because I don't know the, what that is yet. But that that's like again, we don't we got to talk a about way things you could are, pull your vote at any time. Why? Where you could just, I no longer support this person. Once they fall below the threshold, they're replaced. Yes, <laughs> but the elites won't let it happen. We'll need a revolution before that. But go ahead, Elson. Yeah, of course. Sorry. I was just going to say with with um, like defunding the police, if police chiefs are appointed, like who are they appointed by the mayor? Well, the people you vote in power, of course. And so they and the there. mayor is elected. No, they're appointed by the police unions. As far as I understand, I, I could be wrong on that. But no, no, no. My understanding mayor, was mayor the, can fire a police chief for sure. Like, didn't you watch the wire? Like, that was always a thing. <laughs> wait, <laughs> wait a minute. No, I, I, uh, mayor, I know the I'm wire pretty was sure actually mayors, pretty accurate. I'm pretty sure mayors hire police chiefs. Right. Or they can at least make them get fired. That's what I thought that they were. Yeah. Like it's not there's not just like this embody of police that just like elect themselves. There's there's definitely checks and balances there. My point with that is that it's elected officials that are choosing this. So it's still your vote. So even if you're defunding the police and then you're turning around and wanting to just vote in the sheriffs, it's the same damn thing. If people aren't actually coming out and voting Nothing is going to change. You're just going to change. It's just going to go from police to sheriffs and the same the same problem is going to happen. It might take a little while with sheriffs, like maybe there'll be some good ones for a little while. And then it's like as time goes on and erodes and people get comfortable and they think, oh, I don't have to go out and vote, you know, because things are, you know, whatever. I don't care about it. Then it's the exact same thing. It does. That doesn't change anything. It's also people not understanding who, who or what they're voting for. We live in a world of misinformation. You can literally yeah. find everything no. on everybody to, 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 to support any narrative you want. And that's, again, a big problem with right now is everyone's kicking and screaming. They want attention. They think that posting, having a movement and a hashtag and all these trending things, they think it's going to do something. But like I haven't heard anybody talk about solutions. I haven't had anybody talk about who we should be talking to about this, which, again, is the representatives that have been elected. So like those are the people that make this shit happen. Some of the very like uh, anti-vax accounts or just like basically medical freedom accounts that I they they're not focusing on the current what's going on at hand. The only thing that they will post is they they're basically telling people like you're directing your anger at the wrong people. Like the people yes, that you need to be angry at each at other are your mayors, your governors, and like your and the all elite, the higher ups. Yeah. The elite. Yes. The elite. They're the is only people elite I actually be talking about that. Yes. It's the so I, I don't know who the guy was. Indian guy and a girl on YouTube. They talk political stuff. He was on Joe Rogan recently. Really smart dude. He basically made the point that the reason every single corporation right now is, is back in this movement like never before is because the elites and the separation of resources and power in our country is the real struggle that's going on. The haves and the haves nots at the 
power level, at the at the money level, right? They're controlling the media. They're controlling what we do and say. They're controlling how we vote. They're controlling what information we see and don't see. They're censoring things. They want us to fight each other and make it about race because then we don't pay attention to them. Who's been funding the Rothschilds have been funding the war since Napoleon's times. They make money every time, no matter what happens. In fact, every time there's turmoil, they make more money. All these rich people printing money, giving out to all their, their banker buddies and big companies, and then they're buying assets. People are being robbed right in front of their eyes. Nobody's talking about $2 trillion that the Fed just printed. People don't understand it. $2 trillion means that every dollar in my bank account and every year in your bank account is now worth less money. And of course, you can go into Hashtag the rabbit hole. Buy Bitcoin. Yeah, buy Bitcoin, et cetera, right? But like, <laughs> or, or, or gold or assets or guns or ammo, a lot of these things. People are being robbed right in front of their eyes. It happens every 10 or so years is what it lo- it's looking like. But what I, th- what I think with coronavirus now that's been going on is they finally got into a, a tipping point, like a maximum velocity where they can make these chains happen like in the course of weeks right? Coronavirus one day, don't go outside, stay inside, shut down the economy. Next day, go outside, do whatever you want because we support black lives. Um, If people can't see through the hypocrisy and the dogma and the manipulation, then almost nothing anybody ever says is going to matter. So I talked to my friend Phil this morning and I haven't been able to look into it, but he doesn't get on social media. Like he'll go and like research some like news things that have been out, whatever. And he has an Instagram, he gets on there kind of, but like not really. But he was like, did you know that in several other countries within a couple of days of George Floyd dying, that the exact, the exact same way, the exact same thing happened in multiple other countries? You mean, you mean with a different person? Yeah. With different people. I don't doubt it. I mean, it's not hard to organize things. Go like if you have enough money and power, you can pay people to do anything. Literally anything. So it takes I, a lot I, of coordination. It's more likely that somebody would take advantage of that. No, no, but wait, wait. It takes a lot of coordination to film a one guy versus one guy scenario. Or in fact, all you need is one guy because he could pick out any guy. Literally any black guy could be a target, right? Or any or any Arab guy or any of this. People have made it's a not, lot of would not that be that hard comments about because i haven't personally watched the video but people have made a lot of comments about the way the police officer is actually looking at the video it's all very weird but you know yeah yeah. i don't i don't think we should go into the conspiracy of it it's all very weird but some things are for sure the government is stealing from each one of us they print money all the time to do whatever they want whenever they want and they're stealing from us they're robbing us blind so I would I would recommend everybody become self-reliant. I would recommend everybody learn how to grow your own food, maybe potentially get out of the country and have a second residence or just leave completely if you, if, if you can and make sure that you're buying assets, crypto, gold, maybe guns and ammo, maybe real estate, do things like that. Prepare yourself, educate yourself. But as it relates to today's topic, stop perpetuating ideas that the elites want us to, to use to go at each other Remember. because they're not solvable the way people are doing it right now. Yeah, Does anybody you- have anything they'd like to talk about before we close out? I was just going to say, remember who the real enemies are. Like it's, yep, it's not, it's not, it's not your neighbor. It's not your, it's not your friend. It's not the person sitting next to you. Right. Here's what I'll, I'll say to tie it all up. Us versus them is baked into our psyche as part of something that we, this is how we evolved. Mm-hmm. And it's really easy to activate that either on purpose or on accident or somebody else doing it. Yeah. Someone else manipulating us. So what you need to kind of, really think about and and make a conscious effort to do is to listen so there was a there was a documentary that was on netflix a little while ago i don't remember the name of it but it was basically a bunch of racists and this uh real racist not like you know the the people who have a little bit of a latent prejudice or whatever the case and and you're shaming them into being racist these are actual like white supremacists like mm-hmm. neo-nazi people right and there was a reporter who was middle eastern and what she did 
was she created this documentary where she just went and like talked to these people and like hung out with them and chatted with them. And across the board, what they said was, you know, you're not like the other blanks, like right, because they the other her, Middle right? Eastern people. They, they ended yeah, up they liking her. her. Right. Exactly. But the difference is they didn't know any others. They didn't talk to any others. So what you'll find is the even the people you disagree with, even the people that you think you hate, if you just have a real chat or this is why everybody will always point to the fact that they're like, well, you know, my black friends don't do this. It's like, yeah, imagine that if you're on the racist bandwagon, if you're thinking that and you're thinking all black people are bad, but also you have three or four black friends that are not bad and they're 100 percent of your black friends, then maybe there isn't an overarching bad thing about the race. Maybe. Criminals are bad, no matter what color they are, and maybe people are generally good, no matter what color they are. So, and you'll you'll like them. So it's the same thing. Like, open up a conversation, talk with people, stop letting being behind a computer keyboard direct your hate and make you dislike people and put them into these categories of like, I hate all Trump supporters or I hate all Biden supporters or whatever X thing that you hate. It, get past that because you can have a different opinion than somebody and not hate them. So like if somebody's throwing their privilege at you or throwing out that term and saying, check your privilege or privilege or whatever the hell talk to them and figure out why they think your opinion doesn't matter or just talk to them in general, talk to them about sports, talk to them about food or don't Say, talk hey, to them a restaurant or don't talk to them. And don't waste your time because a lot of people that use that term are lost. That, Maybe. That, that's that's we need a nuanced non PC view here. Uh, some people what? are some the people racists are. weren't lost in that video. The crazy neo-Nazi racists ended up liking a Middle Eastern woman just because she was friendly with them. Yes, but that's why we got to focus on the first principles of human behavior and things we shouldn't be doing. There, some people should not be talked to online. They, should, they will not be reasoned with. And there's research that shows when you actually offer facts, you could show somebody data. You can send them a link of a research paper. Yeah, it doesn't matter. They just dig in. They dig in and believe what they believe more so. So there's a lot of points where a lot of people, like a lot of you should not be engaging online. Uh, there are people that you can engage with, you know, close friends and family you can have discussions with or whatever, and you could disagree in a healthy way and do things like that. But I... We have to start perpetuating these bad ideas, and the, the actual real thing that everyone needs to do is they need to take ownership. Nobody's talking about it, but everybody needs to take ownership for their own damn life. When you make it somebody else's problem that you're this way or you're that way, and you're the victim, you will always find reasons why the world's out to get you, and you will never level up your life. You will not take personal responsibility. I could have gone completely different ways in my life. I could be in jail right now or dead if I would have made different decisions based on my past, and I don't... I don't even bring that up to people. I've, I've learned to deal with it and it's just a thing, right? And now I have a good relationship to it. Most people do not have a good relationship to the unfairness, their trauma and things like that that are very real that everybody has until the individual gets to terms with that. They will always be a victim to some something or someone else. That's all I got. So let us know what you guys think about this. If you want to see us cover different ideas or whatever. Uh, and, you know, I think we'll be doing more of these. This is, this is fun. But it's also very necessary. But where can everyone find y'all on the interwebs? Uh, you can find me on Instagram at the grassfed baby. Uh, I am not on Instagram. Well, actually, at not Instabrent is my Instagram name. I have one picture. I've really not been engaging on anything except Facebook, and I'm probably going to stop that. So the yeah, I, I, I suck. I suck at being online. You know, like I said earlier in the episode, a lot of what I'm doing is posting stuff that i'm hoping a third party reads and changes their mind but i know i'm not changing anybody's mind on facebook and that's really what conversation you need to have i've posted things that are not related to politics and the first comment i get is from somebody who wants to argue about politics 
yeah you know like i post about a poker room and all of a sudden like they're telling me that i'm a liberal or something i don't know it's hilarious i've 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 voted liberals zero times in my life before the midterm facebook is terrible now facebook is absolutely terrible now i I went on and every other post was politics or negativity or 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 yelling at somebody or blaming somebody Uh, facebook i mean I have accounts on all these platforms. We use it for business. And I think, and I, I genuinely hope Facebook and Instagram actually die. I think it'll be the best thing that ever happened to our species and, and Twitter for that matter. So that's Hashtag it. Hashtag kill Zuck. No, not neither. And also we don't need to, we need to stop using the word hate. You, you don't even need to put in people's mind that they should be hating people. They should not have strong enough opinions about that. Unless for maybe for a few very select people that really like wrong them. You, nobody should be hating anybody. Like yeah, that should even enter the vocabulary. Hatred, even then, it's self-destructive. The person, it is. It, it, it is it's self-destructive. You can dislike things, and you can disagree, and you can maybe think that they're not—I don't know—helping society or something. I don't know. But in the, the days, like you don't have to have such harsh judgments of people. It's not—it's not your responsibility to judge others and keep them in, in line. That is serves, just nature's responsibility. It serves no personal purpose. Right. It's, it's, it's self-destructive. Dis- disliking something versus like actually hating something doesn't make you any it doesn't make you change your choices towards that person at all it just makes you how you feel internally you invest energy to hating and it's a suck so all right that's it make sure y'all like subscribe share do all those things we'll see you the next one bye see ya Ancestral Mind, Colin here. If you like the show, if you like anything I'm doing or talking about, I think you're going to dig the Shut Up, No One Cares, Get Back to Work podcast, a new show I'm putting out on YouTube and iTunes and Google, et cetera, about big ideas that are going to stand the test of time. This show is going to be short, though. It's not going to be long interview. It's going to be just me and ideally aiming for about five minutes, but most shows are hitting about the 10-minute mark. It's going to be one core idea that I'm going to cover. It's something that I'm passionate about. I love talking about these big ideas. I love thinking about things and improvement and becoming better, and I like sharing that with other people. So if you enjoy anything that we're doing over at The Ancestral Mind, you're probably interested in betterment, and you're probably going to be interested in some other big ideas that can help you in different facets of your life, from wellness to health to finances to mindset to big ideas to to thinking to how to think, et cetera. You can actually find that over at column.coach on the side of the Shut Up podcast. And if you haven't already joined the weekly AM5 newsletter, I put every show I do each week in there under the PS. And so you can get those every week, every Friday, and you can pick the shows that resonate with you. And if you enjoyed, I hope you subscribe and I hope to see you in future episodes.